You are listening to Press Church Podcast. Please enjoy this week's message. The title of my sermon today is, Is He? With a question mark on the end. Is He? Is He? And the passage that we're going to focus on today is Luke chapter 5, two scriptures, verses 12 and 13. We'll start in verse 12 and we'll read 13 in a little bit. Luke chapter 5 verse 12, it says, And it happened when he, being Jesus, was in a certain city, that behold, a man who was full of leprosy saw Jesus. And he fell on his face and implored him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean means to make clean. And that word clean in the Greek means to make clean or cleanse, to make clean from physical stain or dirt, to make clean in a moral sense, to be free from defilement and guilt from sin and faults. And it also means to pronounce clean in a Levitical sense. That I believe, much like this man with Leprosy is uh, a question and something that is ultimately a desire of all of us in our hearts is to ask God, if you're willing, then can you make me clean? Nobody likes to be dirty. My one-year-old daughter has already started bringing us diapers when she destroys her other diaper. Even at one years old, humanity and humans understand, I don't like this feeling of dirtiness. I need somebody to make me clean. My one-year-old daughter understands I can't do it. I can't do it in my own power. She has learned to pull off her diaper. I don't know if that's in an effort to be clean, um, but she will take it off from time to time and throw it around in her bed. But we have this desire to be clean, and we try in our own power to be clean. We try and put on our best clothes. We try and cover up whatever faults or failures that are happening. We, we try and have it all together before we pull up to the church. We could be yelling at the kids. Luckily, me and my wife take two different cars up here, so we don't have time to yell at each other before we get to church. She gets up here and, I guess, yells at the band members in, in my place. And I have the kids at the house or the dog, and we, we try, and as soon as we get to the door, we... I guess not anymore, but used to, you'd straighten your suit and tie, and the wife would straighten her hat, and we'd walk in hand in hand, and everything would be good. We try and do what we can to make ourselves look clean on the outside and spiritually on the inside. And if you've read the scriptures and you've studied anything about the scriptures, you understand that leprosy at the time was a death sentence. It was a life-altering sentence to someone because they could not be allowed to live a normal life anymore. If you read in Leviticus chapter 13, 14, I believe in even some of 15, it details the law of the Old Covenant on how a person and how 
the community would deal with people with leprosy, and a majority of it was to cast them out. And lepers had to go live with other lepers. And if they saw anyone who was clean from a certain distance, they had to yell out, hey, I'm unclean. So imagine you at a grocery store and you turn and you have your cart and you turn down an aisle and there's someone at the end of the aisle and they look at you and you look at them and they say, hey, I'm unclean. Are you going to keep pushing your cart toward them? You're going to say, okay, well, I'll get, I'll get the pasta and rice in a little bit. I'll go to the next aisle. That you have to yell out, hey, guess what? I'm unclean. And we see that this man who's dealing with leprosy, which causes these patches and these spots to form, it causes deadness of your nerves and your senses to where when your nerves die, your body thinks that those digits or those things are no longer living. And so your fingertips and your toes and your nose and your ears turn black closed. Not only do you have to yell, so now you're completely exposed. Not only do you have to yell out unclean, but people get to see how unclean you are. And here we find one of the many people who dealt with leprosy during the time of Jesus. And they heard about a man who was not only letting the lepers get close to him, but Jesus was also touching them, which was highly illegal at the time. And not only was he touching them, but he was healing them. Not only was he healing them, he was causing them to be clean to where they had to go and present themselves to the priest, and the priest would judge if they were clean or not for them to return to society. And this man walks up to Jesus and poses the question, if you are willing, you can make me clean. The question that I have today, and I believe the question that we can all ask and start off with, is, is he willing? In my situation, in what's going on in my life that I need cleaned today, is he willing to do that? Look at the beginning of verse 13. Then Jesus puts out his hand. The leper doesn't touch him. He doesn't even have time to touch him. Jesus automatically puts his hands out and touches him and says, I am willing. I am willing. The question that we have today is, is he willing? Because this leper, no doubt, had probably heard about Jesus healing people, raising the dead, casting out demons, no, no doubt healing other lepers. And when he finally sees Jesus and has his moment, he says, if you're willing... Can you make me clean? I know you've made those other lepers clean. I know you've raised other people from the dead. You've cast out demons in other people's lives. You've restored other people's lives. I've heard about miracles, signs, and wonders happening in other people's lives. But the question that I have for you today, Jesus, is are you willing to make me clean? Jesus says, yes, I am willing. The word willing there in the Greek is to will 
to have in mind, to intend. The word willing means to be resolved or determined, to purpose. Willing means to desire, to wish. Willing means to love. The last two definitions, to like to do a thing, to be fond of doing, to take delight in, to have pleasure. So now all of a sudden when Jesus tells the leper, I am willing, when Jesus tells you today that I am willing to help you in that situation, just know that Jesus is willing, just know that Jesus has you in mind, just know that Jesus has a purpose when he cleanses you, just know that he is resolved and determined to make you clean. He's not just going to leave you where you're at. He's not just going to touch you once and then say, well, wait another decade and I'll come back. It's his desire. It's his wish. Jesus loves to cleanse you. It's a thing that he likes to do, that he's very fond of doing, that he takes delight in, that he has pleasure in. Look at 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. This is Peter, the disciple, his last book. He said, the Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as some count slackness, but he is long-suffering toward us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that he's long-suffering and not willing that any should perish. Come, that all should come to repentance. That God is not willing that anyone should perish. Yes, he's talking about in the long run, at the end of time, of being separated from him eternally in the lake of fire. But God did not send his son just to save us so that we could one day in 40, 50, 60, or 100 years finally get to heaven and finally breathe. Whew, I made it. Now I can enjoy eternity. It says that Jesus came to give life and more abundantly, but the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So if the thief is continually, every day, trying to steal, kill, and destroy, then that means the opposite must also be true, that every day Jesus is coming to bring life and bring more abundantly to you. He's not just waiting to give you that life when you get to heaven. It's not his will, it's not his desire, it's not his purpose that anyone should perish in any capacity in their life. But that all should come to repentance. As we get closer to the end of the year in December, my wife is a huge Christmas fan. If we could probably have a tree up right now, she would do it. She would make it happen. My wife is willing every year to have the best Christmas ever. Already planning, already preparing. It's her desire to have the best Christmas ever. She's looking for new decorations. She loves any type of presence. She loves to shake said presence. She's always looking for recipes. She's always looking ahead to figure out 
what cookies we can make, what we can design, what we can leave for Santa. It's her will to have the best Christmas ever. To look and to plan and to, and to figure out how to set everything up. What everything is going to look like. and What are we going to cook and what are we going to eat. You see, it's the Lord's will for you to have the best experience ever for the rest of your life. And he's looking and he's preparing and he's setting things in place. I don't know what happened in your past. I don't know what happened. It could be wrong. It could be bad. God wants to heal that and wants to restore that. It says in the scriptures that he's the alpha and the omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's also involved in the middle. And you can choose today to release and forgive everything that happened in your past. Because he is willing. It is his purpose. It is his desire. It's what he loves to do. is to bless and take care of and cleanse his people so that your future can be so much better than whatever happened in your past. You might say, well, my past has been amazing. My marriage has been amazing. My kids have been amazing. My job has been amazing. My finances have been amazing. My cars have been amazing. My houses have been amazing. My churches have been amazing. My mind, my health, it's all been amazing. I don't think we could all say that, but even if you could, God wants to make it your tomorrow so much better. He's willing. The man says, if you're willing Can you make me clean? Jesus says, yes, I am willing. Look at Romans chapter 8, verses 31 and 32. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who did not spare, who can be against us? We've heard that scripture before in verse 32. Who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Family, if he gave you Jesus, he'll give you anything. If he gave you his one and only son, it's what this scripture says, then he will give you anything. He's willing. He's willing, ready, to give you the desires of your heart. He's willing to cleanse you. He's willing to forgive you. He's willing to help you. He's willing to save you. He's willing to pour out His Spirit upon you. He is willing to do those things. If He gave you Jesus, He'll give you anything. So we see that He's willing which leads us to our second and last question for the day, is if he is willing, then is he able? Because that's great if he's willing. I'm excited about that. But my next question is, is he able? I had a a guy back when we were in Texas at church one day come up to me, and I did the offering and the introduction and communion and dismissal. I did all the in-between filler stuff. He did a lot of the offering and stuff, and, and this guy came up to me once, and he says, I can't wait until I become a millionaire. He says, because then I'm going to start paying off people's cars 
and, and I want to bless people and, and, and pay their bills and, and I want to help people in the church. I said, oh, okay. I said, well, what are you doing now? He said, what? I said, well, if you already have this desire in your heart to give and, and bless people when you're a millionaire, then, then what are you doing right now? And he said, well, I, I don't have any money, so I, I can't give anything. I said, well, no, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Seed time and harvest, the, the Bible is very clear about that. More blessed to give than to receive. I said, well, you should be giving now, even whether you have money or not. There's, there's opportunities to give all around, not until you're a millionaire. You see, he was very willing to give, but he wasn't able. The question that I have when I talk with God is, I read the Bible, I read the scriptures, I, I see what you're doing in other people's lives, I see that you're willing to help people, but the question is, are you able this man with leprosy walks up to him and says, if you're willing, can you make me clean? And look at verse 13 of Luke chapter 5. Then he put, his, he put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing. Okay, that's great, you're willing. And Jesus says, I'm also able, be cleaned. Immediately, the leprosy left him. The miracle that he needed, what was happening in the natural was that he was sick, he was dying, he was alienated from his friends and family, he didn't have any money, he didn't have any work, he didn't have any self-worth, he didn't have any calling, he didn't have any idea what he was supposed to do or where he was supposed to go except to a tomb, and all of a sudden he meets this man who also was fully God by the name of Jesus, and says, if you're willing, can you make me clean and change my life forever? And Jesus says, I am willing, but not only am I willing, I'm also able. And he reached out and touched him where he was at, and no doubt, not only did he make him clean, but he also healed him. I can't imagine, it doesn't say in the scriptures, but I believe that if he had any digits that were gone, that his, his fingers and his toes started growing out, his ears started showing back up, his nose started growing. How else does he know that he was a there was some physical manifestation of that in his life the question that I have for God and the question that you should be asking is God are you willing but God are you also able and the answer is yes to both of those things look at Romans chapter 16 verses 25 through 27 this is the end of Paul's writing to the church of Rome in Romans 15, I'm sorry, Romans 16, verse 25, it says, Now to him who is able to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery kept secret since the world began. Verse 26, But now made manifest and by the prophetic scriptures made known to all nations according to the commandment of the everlasting God for obedience to the faith. Verse 27, to God alone be glory through Jesus Christ forever and amen. Let's go back to verse 25. Romans 16, 25 says, Now to him, him is capitalized meaning Jesus, who is able to establish you, Paul says, according to my gospel. If you go back and read in Galatians, 
believe it's three, where you find out that Paul finds out that he's called to the uncircumcised and Peter is called to the circumcised. One is saved by faith and one is saved through faith. You can see that in Romans. Peter says, I mean, Paul says here, now to him who is able, no one else is able to establish you. But Jesus is. He is able to establish you to the gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery kept secret. What was that mystery which was kept secret? We see that in Paul's writing, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's the secret that was kept throughout the ages. That God had a plan That he was not only going to send his son to die and take care of the sins of the world, but he was also going to put his spirit inside of people. So no longer would there just be one Jesus walking around. There would be many Jesuses with the same spirit inside that could go out. And Jesus calls us to go and heal the sick and to raise the dead and to cast out demons and to make disciples. And it says if the devil and the rulers of this world knew what that plan was, they wouldn't have crucified Jesus. They thought they had won. But it's him who is able to establish you in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Will, I don't know how to say his last name, Baroti, B-A-R-O-T-T-I, holds the weightlifting record for a bench press. If you Google this, there's about 37 different names and all these different weights, but this is the highest one that I could find. In June of 2020, Will Barrett bench-pressed 1,105 pounds. After service, I'm going to try and beat that record at the gym. Where's your faith? Come on, I could... There's a man whose nickname is called The Mountain. His name is Thor, I don't even know how to pronounce his last name, Bjornsson. He deadlifted 1,104.5 pounds earlier this year, which is the world record for the most amount of weight deadlifted ever in humanity. And good old Will decided in June, that he was going to bench press 0.5 pounds more than what he willing. You see, I'm willing to do the bench press. I'm, I'm willing to work out one day. I'll get there. There's definitely the desire and the intent to get in shape. Would love to have a 6, 8, 10, 12 pack. Would love to have some, some muscles. I was making fun of it earlier. I was saying that Dorothy's legs look like me in pants, usually. And y'all are laughing a little too hard at that. But I'm definitely willing to lift weights, but I'm not able to lift that weight. But, but Will and Thor... Sound like real menly men there. Not only are they willing to lift that amount of weight, they're also able to do exceedingly abundantly 
above all that any other human can do. And there's a scripture in Ephesians chapter 3, I don't know if we have that on there, chapter uh, 3 verses 20 and 21. Ephesians 3, 20 and 21 says, Now to him, him being capitalized, being Jesus, who is able. What is he able to do in your life? He's able to do exceedingly. He's able to do abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power, wait a second, that works in us. Verse 21 says, To him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. I'm definitely willing to do a bench press. But if I went to a gym right now, and tried to get on a bench press, if I could bench the bar, we could probably all clap and laugh together. I'm not able to put, you put 1,100 pounds on there, I'm not able to do that. But Will is, he had the desire, he had the intent, he had the love to do that, but he's also able, and he's able to do it exceedingly more than everybody else in the whole world at this moment. How much more is your Father willing and able to cleanse you today? Ready to show up to do a miracle, to do signs and wonders, to help you? You have to understand and you have to accept that Jesus Christ, that God your Father, that the Holy Spirit is willing to cleanse you. And not only is He willing to cleanse you, He is more than able, exceedingly abundant, above all, ready to cleanse you and help you in your situation today. So as you go into this week, As you go into finishing 2020, as you go into the beginning of 2021, no longer is my prayer going to be like the leper. God, if you're willing, can you you please help me? Can you please cleanse me? No, no, no. There's more boldness. There's a more confidence that I have now. I know that he's willing. And I know that not only is he willing to help me, he's also able. So therefore, I'm praying a little more a little more strength in my backbone. God, I know you want to heal me, and I'm looking for the healing. God, I know you want to restore this relationship, and I'm looking for the opportunities. God, I know what happened in my past, and I need help forgiving this person or that person, so I'm looking for opportunities to forgive, opportunities to give, opportunities to serve, opportunities to be used by you. Be looking for those. He's willing and He's able. Amen? Let's stand up today as we get ready to head out. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Father, that you are willing. Pleasure, you look for us. It's your will. It's your desire. It's your pleasure. You look for opportunities to help us. Father, you know the people here, what they need cleaned in their lives. You know what's dirty, what's hidden. And Father, we need you to help us clean that today. We know that you're willing to cleanse us. Shows us in the scriptures that before even mankind could reach out to you, it says that you reached out and touched us. 
dirty, ugly, embarrassed, frustrated, angry, all of these things. You touched us. Not only are you willing, but you're also able to do exceedingly above all that we ask or think. Father, I ask you to move in these people's lives. Throughout this whole service today, we have been declaring and seeing that you have the desire and intention to do miracles, signs, and wonders in our lives. And we know that you're willing and we know that you're able. And therefore, we in faith start looking for the miracle signs and wonders to show up in our lives. It says in the scriptures that we overcame that dumb devil by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. The word of our testimony is, yes, what we came out of and what you brought us out of, but the word of our testimony is also what you're bringing us into, that life and death is in the power of our tongue, and we are going to eat the fruit of it, and we're going to eat good fruit. And so we just declare that whatever happened in our past, we release and let go, but we know that our future is so much better, no matter what year it is, no matter who's the president, no matter what viruses are going on, no matter what's going on in the economy, no matter what's happening all around us, we know that God is on our side. We aren't going to fear because what can any man do to us? And we choose today to follow you. You are our way maker. You're a promise keeper. And you're a miracle worker, Father. Father, I ask you to bless your people. Protect your people. Cause your face to shine upon your people and bring them peace. Father, I speak healing into their bodies right now in the name of Jesus. Those who are watching online, listening by podcast, or here in this church, in Jesus' name, be healed. I think you the favor of God surrounds them like a shield and that we are the salt and light of the earth. We will go out into this town, this community, this region, and we will shine your light to all of our friends and families. We will go out and make disciples. We will go out and lay hands on the sick. We will go out and cast out devils because of who you are in us and the power that is inside of us. Father, bless, protect, keep your people safe and bring them back safely next Sunday. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Next time you come, bring some candy for the laundry basket and we will see you next Sunday. Take care, family. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to Press Church Podcast. If you would like more information about us or are interested in giving to our ministry, you can click the link in our bio or visit presschurch.org. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Press Church SC and have a great week.